You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another disappointed and angry and embarrassed episode of the Assembly Call as today your Indiana Hoosiers were absolutely run off the court in Lawrence, Kansas, to the Kansas Jayhawks, 84-62, to a game that kind of didn't feel that close, honestly. Uh, the loss drops Indiana to 8-3, and three, uh, and it was really a day of insult and injury. Obviously, the injury coming to Xavier Johnson in the first half. Uh, he would come back on the bench in the second half in a boot and crutches. Certainly did not look good. And my biggest concern right now is just hoping that he that the injury is not as serious as it looked and that he is you know able to get back and finish off his senior season uh, in the right way. And certainly Indiana is going to need him. Uh, and the insult was just, I mean, the lack of effort and pride and care that this Indiana team brought to this game when so many fans traveled to Kansas to see them and support them and then got this, uh, which was just a complete capitulation, really, from Indiana uh, in all phases of the game. I mean, they had more turnovers than field goals made, um, you know, from people uh, who were there in the arena, you know, talking about just lazy basketball up and down the court. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It was just a terrible performance by Indiana uh, on a national stage. And I'm so tired of all the talk with this program and we're back and this, that, and the other. Like Indiana scheduled these games to be on a national stage and prove themselves, and they certainly have gotten a reality check. And the reality check is this team, for all of its talent and all of its experience, just isn't very good right now. Certainly against good teams in tough environments. Um, so we're going to break it all down on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips and the coach Brian Tonsoni. And let's start this show the way we start every show, and that is with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. Uh, and this is one of the rare shows when I find it very difficult to actually pick a banner moment from the play. Uh, and really, you know, I mean, the banner moment is supposed to be one that kind of signifies that we're on the right track. There wasn't much today that showed that we were on the right track. The only time I found myself thinking about banners was Dick Vitale in the second half, you know, talking about how this Kansas team, they play the right way. They play the way a coach would want to see the game played. Indiana did that once, and I don't, or, you know, Indiana used to be like that, I think was his phrase, uh, and it kind of hit hard hearing him say that, because we haven't seen that kind of basketball consistently from Indiana in a long time, and if this team ever is going to get serious uh, about being a contender for that sixth national championship, they're going to have to get back to playing that way, uh, because Kansas put on a clinic today, and Indiana was not ready mentally or physically uh, for what this game demanded. All right, let's talk about our presenting sponsor. Our banner moment, as always, brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their second as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. As you know, Home Field Apparel has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere, beloved ver or logos, like two different versions of the bison. They also have a really nice Kansas collection, actually. I have a neighbor who's a Kansas fan. It was her birthday, and so I got her a couple of nice Kansas shirts uh, from there, they've got you know some really cool uh, stuff for them, and that's the thing with Home Field Apparel. Like whoever you know that is a college sports fan or likes supporting their alma mater, there's something there for everybody, and there's something unique, something interesting, something that celebrates the unique tradition and heritage of the school. That's what Home Field does such a good job of. That's why we love supporting them. And you know, it's not just the logos; the materials are so comfortable. Whether it's the crew neck sweater or the hoodie or the sweatshirt. The colors last. The customer service is really good. It's just a top-notch experience all around from a business that came up through Kelly, is still based in Indianapolis, uh, and really you know, goes out of its way to support uh, Indiana schools uh, and residents. Um, so no matter what you're going to buy, you're going to get something good at Home Field Apparel. Great place to do your Christmas shopping. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Use our promo code HOME to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. Once again, the website, homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right, well, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. I will try not to throw up a weak sauce pass that gets intercepted here. Over to Coach. Yeah, it, just uh, an abysmal performance uh, from the, the top down today. There was no juice, no energy, no focus. Um, 
no desire to get back on defense. Uh, there were moments, obviously, you know, there were some block shots and 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 there were some shots hit, but th- this was just a, a very disappointing effort. Um, and things have to change against these type of, of opponents on neutral floors or, or on the road, or you're going to be in the 8-9 game again in the Big Ten tournament, just like Michigan, who was picked to be favorite last year, fell all the way down to 8 or 9. That's the feeling I get with this program right now, that we'll be struggling to get to the 8 or 9 game uh, because you can't play on the road. Uh, and, and it starts with Coach Woodson. The offense is bad. It was bad last year, 90th in, in Ken Palm. It's bad. It is bad designed. It is badly executed. It is badly run. It is bad. And it falls right on his feet. Um, he's got to adjust to the college style. And he's got to adjust soon or this team's going to waste waste his time. And then he's going to have to get them back to playing defense because they were staring at the ball, losing Grady Dick on the threes. They were giving up wide open layups, not even helping. Like the identity we talked about all week, uh, and I talked uh, with Mike DeCourcy, was defense, defense, got to win with defense. Two games in a row against top opponents. And I know that puts pressure on, on a good defense. And sometimes you just have bad performances. But now it's been over and over uh, over again. We're losing our identity in these three weeks. We've lost key players in these three weeks. Man, this season is starting to just really scare scare me uh, going forward. But this, this, was, this was hard to watch. It's not losing at Kansas by eight, playing tough. They, they make a run at the end, and they played better. Kudos to a, the eighth-ranked team. This was 40-20 to 20 early. Uh, and, and never, never really in doubt. Um, Twenty some turnovers, twenty-one, twenty-two some turnovers, thirty-three percent shooting, allowing them fifty percent. Man, it's it's hard to even talk about. Just, just, just tough. It was ten-two, and the game was basically over. I mean, that's the thing. There was a path to being two and two in these four tough games and feeling good about it. This was not the path. <laughs> Getting blown off the court against Arizona and Kansas, Ryan. And that, over that's to you. the reality. Though. That's the reality, though. We are two and two. The whole quad system and all that, Indiana's still okay. But, man, it's not fun watching just a, a, an absolutely thrashing. Ryan, plenty to rant about today. Yeah, you know, Indiana's played away from Assembly Hall three times this year. They played at Xavier, and they were down nine in the first ten minutes and did not start well. Neither did, Luckily, neither did Xavier because it was an early season game. They played in Las Vegas against Arizona and got their doors blown off them in the first half. And then they came to Kansas and didn't show up for the opening tip. I'm sorry. I see a lot of people ripping players online and I will get to the players in a minute. You are a head coach and you cannot get your team up for this game against Kansas at Kansas. The one time you're ever going to play there, you can't get a team to show intensity at the tip. You can't get a team. You get to fly to Las Vegas in front of your fan, in front of a house packed with Indiana fans and play a top tier Arizona team. You're never going to play that Arizona team again. That's a cool Jersey to play against. That's a great name on the front of the Jersey to play again. Showed up, not ready to play. Um, you go to play Rutgers too. That's a four. I'm sorry. Four games away from somebody. You go to play Rutgers first game of the big 10 season. Can't get open. Can't get up for that. Get your doors blown off. Get, get out manned completely. Whatever Mike Woodson is doing to prepare his team for road games, change it completely. This is ridiculous. Every time the ball goes up on a road game or where they're away from Assembly Hall, Indiana is flat-footed. They have no, like, juice or they're not fired up. It's the exact opposite of what happened at the North Carolina game at the tip. They're just not ready to play. And as a head coach, it is your job to get the team ready to play from the jump. And you see times they're not ready to play, and then they turn it on a little and start playing well. But you're so far behind, it doesn't matter. And, and you cannot do that in college basketball. I know in the NBA, if you don't start well, your t- players are so talented. It's a game of runs. You'll get a 7-0 run at some point. You'll get a 12 That doesn't work in college basketball, Mike. So whatever you're doing to start games, change it. It's awful. And these guys are not ready to play. It ha- it's almost like, and, and they're not ready to play for day games either, ever. And we saw this. This is all be- happened last year, too. And, and, and here's the thing. When you start, when something becomes a pattern, you have to break it. You have to do something to break it. We've seen nothing from Indiana to break that pattern. If it's not a seven o'clock tip at Assembly Hall, this team is not going to play well and they're not going to be ready to go off the jump. They may wind up winning it, you know, but they're not going to play well. And as for the players, I'll say this 
somebody has to step up and be angry about this. They were getting their asses kicked by 20 at Kansas on national television, and nobody looked upset about it. Not your veterans, not your seniors, not your stud freshmen. Nobody looked like they cared. I know they care. I know they play hard. But at some point, somebody's got to ratchet up the intensity, get in somebody's face, and and, and do something about it. They just sleptwalked through that entire game. Trace Jackson Davis did. Race Thompson did. Jalen Ochefino did. Everybody on that roster was sleepwalking. Trey Galloway comes in and is throwing passes directly to the other team. I mean, that's a guy who's supposed to be your energy guy and your juice. He had nothing today. He offered nothing. You have to take pride in wearing that freaking jersey. Show that you care. It's Indiana versus Kansas, man. It's two great programs of all time. And they look like they did not give a shit that they were getting blown out. Like, I'm sorry. They didn't. And against against Arizona at times, didn't look like they cared. They play hard. They do all that stuff. But at some point, have some... Have some pride. My mic just is trying to walk away from me at this point. (laughs) Have some pride and play hard and show some intensity. There was none. They sleptwalked through that entire game, and it was embarrassing as a fan and somebody who supports this program. They need to show that it's embarrassing to them because we can't be the only ones who care. Yeah, well said by both of you. Um, I mean, look, there's – X's and O's type stuff that we can get into today. I actually think it's fair to say they didn't play that hard today. I mean, I honestly saw lots of jogging up and down. I thought it was noticeable at the beginning of the second half when Trey sprinted down the court because we hadn't seen it, you know? And, you know, to me, like I realized it's tough for Tracy going offensively with the way teams are doubling him. You know, Indiana's missing some opportunities to get him the ball. But one thing that we know about this program and about Trace is for four years now, for better or worse, this team takes its energy cues from him, you know, and you think back to that Xavier game, which, by the way, is a road win that's going to age really well like that did happen. But, you know, Trace put the team on his back, scored 30 points, was assertive, was, you know, dominating that game. And again, teams are defending us differently now. But there's something we're not seeing Big Ten tournament Trace you know, early in some of these games. And I don't think it all falls on him, but I do think his energy is a big key. And it was noticeable at the start of the second half when we picked it up, his energy was better. And so I know, you know, he had 13 points and nine blocks and six rebounds. And it seems like a strange, you know, way to analyze this game to pick on the one guy who was kind of productive. But I think the issue was energy and focus. in the first and half. That's like, what I mean. Nothing. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like- and this game was over. Before the before the under 16 minute timeout in the first half, you know, and where is the urgency from those guys from the older guys? You know, a lot is expected of those guys now, and they've got to step up and provide that leadership in in these moments. There is no urgency in this program. It's not if things don't go perfectly well, everybody shrugs, slumps their shoulders. Everybody. There's none of that. Like. When you get punched in the mouth, get angry and fight back. Like, and this team has at times, like against Arizona, they had a great stretch where they fought back, but then they ran out of gas and kind of, you know, the balloon deflated. It's like momentary to start the second half. They got it down to 10 points today. Then they had like five possessions where neither team scored and they had a chance to cut it to eight or, or seven. And they just, they made stupid plays on offense. They didn't have any. And again, even in that stretch, it felt like it was because Kansas wasn't making shots, not because Indiana was playing great. Have some pride and get angry. Mike Woodson on the sideline. I'm sorry. I'm he had, he gets an F today. He just at no point did he look like, hey, when you're down 10 to call a timeout and yell at your team to wake them up, do something. Don't just stand there. And he you just know, said, in- he, he looked lost. He looked like ahead, he was in a different time zone yeah. today. He didn't I, I'm going to engage at all. I'm going to both agree and disagree with what you're guys saying, especially with Trace Jackson Davis. Um, I, I did see him jog back a couple times. I was disappointed uh, in, in that he didn't take uh, a little more leadership in the first half as well that's where I agree but he needs other players in order to be great like sure. they need to get the it's got to be frustrating for him when he's open and the ball doesn't hit because yell we're over dribbling players yeah. yell at those other players grab them but get in their face and yell at them he catches and immediately three guys are around him because coach Woods is not putting us in different spots uh, enough enough mm-hmm. he does some things 
but we're, we're dependent on that post-feed kick-out action. Well, it's tough when you're getting beat up. I mean, he had nine blocks. He had 13 points. He can't, he can't take control because the ball's got to cross half court and get to him. And that's got to be on the guards, and that's got to be on the execution of plays in order to get him the ball in a position where he can go. But he's just seeing a ton, and and he's got to be better at understanding and fighting through that frustration. And I think finally it got to him today after three or four straight weeks of just getting brutally beaten by the defense and no adjustments being made. Like, there's a reason that he, he slumped a little bit because it's like, come on, can you help me out, guards? Can you help me out, Coach Woodson? I can't carry this team when I got three guys on my back all the time. I mean, this is bigger than just Trace Jackson wanting – everyone says get him the ball and demand the ball. He needs help in order to. A point guard or a closer can just take it, ISO, clearing one out, jab, step, and score 20 points, right? Uh, he can't do that. He needs help. And so I, I'm more supportive of Trace Jackson Davis uh, lately. Uh, today I saw a little bit of, a, of a, a disappointment and frustration show its its face, but I think it's almost deserved a little bit because he's not getting the help from the guards and from other places. So I, I just want to defend Trace a little bit here because it's just brutal the way people are guarding him right now and the adjustments haven't been made to help out our All-American. I do. I agree with that. And look, and, and it's still very possible that he's hobbled. We've talked about that. You know, and as you get into the game, I agree. And I thought in the second half he was better. But these games are being lost in the first 10 minutes. You know, and it's about energy. I'm, I'm talking more about energy than execution. You know, and when he and Race Thompson are coming out jogging, Race Thompson just completely lost a three-point shooter, you know, in the first sequence of the game. That's the kind of stuff that those guys, fourth and fifth-year seniors, can't do on the road. Totally you know, agree. No, so, totally agree. So that, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 mean, I don't, I don't, a, I don't a, disagree. It's a team-wide thing, but it's, it just, I think it's one of those things when you have a guy who's a senior like him, you know, and there's an expectation where, there. But. Where it played out, though, Indiana dominated the first two or three minutes. I know that's hard to say and hard for people to listen to. You get a wide-open shot from Miller Cop off a double team, and it's wide open. You can go up 3 nothing, And – there's a steal on the other end. We come down. Hood Shafino, nice little pull-up jumper, one that he's hit a lot. It would be five to nothing, Indiana. That's a great start. Come down, get another stop. Race yeah. Thompson dribbles up, and that's when it started to fall. He had a very lazy pass in transition because he brought the ball up, and they stole it, went down, scored, got an and one. It's three to nothing. And at that point, that's when the seniors need to step up and make that right next play. But the first three possessions were Indiana basketball. Uh, and if those shots go down, Indiana's 5 nothing. We get a rebound. We execute on a fast break, have a chance to go up 7 nothing in Fog Allen. But at that point, then it just seemed like, oh, gosh, here we go again. And everyone just dropped their, their spirits, uh, and there was no juice or fight from that point on. No. I mean, it's, a, it's a, a team right now that in these tougher environments is playing physically and mentally soft. You know, you can see Correct. the physical softness. In almost any opportunity where guys are, are, are going up at the basket. You know, we saw Tamar Bates. Indiana, it was 48-38. It was 48-38 in the second half. Indiana's got a two-on-one fast break. A chance to cut it under 10. Yeah. Jalen gets it up to Tamar. It was going to be a tough finish, but he kind of tried to do that up and under stuff. And we see that a lot. Jordan Geronimo did it. Race Thompson did it. Where guys don't go up strong. It's like they're trying to avoid the contact. And they end up not even getting fouled and missing the shot. You know, and then there's, you know, the, 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 the mental toughness part of it, coach, is not turning it over 23 times on the road, being able to make open shots in tough environments. These are the things that this program just hasn't done, you know, and, and days like today, days like Arizona, days like Rutgers are the days when it's really easy to remember that this program hasn't finished over 500 in the Big Ten in like six years. And yeah. this is why. And we were expecting a lot of these guys to take steps forward, but you know, now that we've seen 120 minutes at Rutgers against Arizona and against Kansas, it's a lot of the same issues. And Jalen Huchifino is a really good player, and I thought did some good things today, considering the fact that he hadn't played in three weeks. He was but rusty. He he was rusty. I mean, his he was turning it over. His handle wasn't good. But, you know, I think given the fact that he's been out for so long, you'll take that performance from him in a tough road environment. The veterans have to step up and be better. Trace. Totally Trace, agree. X, Miller, X. all of them. None of them. None of them brought it today to the level that you need in a game like this. And it's not, as you guys said, it's not losing. There was, I mean, you're probably going to lose at Kansas. You don't need to get run off the court to where 
people are tweeting in the last four minutes of the game, where's the pride? Stop the fight. That's that's just yeah. uncalled for. And it is embarrassing to watch. It's embarrassing to watch knowing how many IU fans went out there to support the program. There's got to be a better effort, a better game plan, better focus, all the things up and down. And like that's just the thing. Here's the thing that's most maddening about this. If this were last year, two years ago, whatever, you're like, yeah, well, that's expected. This is a veteran team. These guys have played a lot of college basketball. And I, and I hear a lot of people say like, yeah, well, they, they haven't been good, but they've played a lot. Well, no, they made a run at the end of last year that should have been something that carried them into this year. They learned how to play at the end of last year. They learned how to win games. Okay. And these are veteran guys who played a lot of college basketball. And then you've got more talent than you've had in a long time. This is a deep, team with a lot of talent and the guys who can play college basketball. That's why you expect so much from them. Mm -hmm. And then they come out and do this and look like an Archie Miller team from year one or something that no, 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 no. You're not allowed to do that. You guys have built this roster on the, on the other hand, on the other hand, is it this team was below, this team was below 500 last year with the same guys coming back, playing the same way. And you add some freshmen who are having up and down moments. I don't know that it is that good. I I, I disagree, Coach, because the, that run at the end of last year set the expectation that these guys have figured out how to win. They beat some good teams, and they beat them by playing through adversity. You know, it wasn't like those games were just easy blowouts. There, there are things as one-hit wonders. You're 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 right, Coach. But that's but here's the thing. There's no until they prove it to me. That's a one-hit wonder. That's like here's why. a challenge, Indiana. If you if your veterans are so good that the the experience coming back is going to win these big games, go go compete at least. Start that's by fine, losing coach. with competing. That's fine, Coach. But I'm saying they've shown they can do it. And 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 whether or not that's a one-hit wonder or whether they got lucky or the other teams played bad, they've shown they can do it. They've shown they figured out how to do it. They've shown they can play with pride when down by a bunch and cl- crawl back. They have shown they can do that, and now they're not. And, 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 and I'm sorry, but these guys have enough talent to win. Yeah. Are they good enough basketball players? I don't know. they got to prove that. But they have enough talent to yeah, play I think, with I think anybody. The bottom line to your point, Ryan, is there are no excuses. It's no, not talent. None. It's not a coach's first year where you're putting in a new system. All these different excuses that we've made and that have been, you know, are reasonable as explanations at times. They don't fly here. You know, this team is experienced. This team has talent. This team, you know, has, is in the second year with a coach in the system, all yada, yada, yada. But they're just not doing it. Nope. You know, and. <laughs> and and again, if you just if you just if you play really well and the other team is just better than you, you tip your cap. But Rutgers, Arizona, and Kansas, I mean, Indiana hasn't even deserved to be on the court in those games. No. You know, they've gotten dominated, and that you could you could have lost all three of those games, but you play well, and you're like, man, are we going to get over the hump and win? You know, and that would be a concern. This is a next level type of concern. I was not expecting to have in the middle of December. And here's the thing. They're going to come back home and play a a decent team and they're going to play well, but you have to be mentally tougher and physically tougher on the road. You're not going to get the calls you usually get. You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt and you're not going to have the crowd on your side. Like they'll come back home and win a game like they did against Purdue last year. We're like, oh, wow, look, they got over the hump and then they're going to go back on the road or they're going to play an afternoon game or whatever, not be ready to play and get their asses kicked. This is the same pattern we've seen since before Mike Woodson, but Mike Woodson also does not have his team ready to play. And I'm sorry, there's no excuse. You can't say, well, these guys have always done it. Change the culture. That's your whole thing is changing the culture and Indiana basketball is the shit and, and all of that. Prove it. Prove it. Prove you deserve to have that job. Prove you know what you're doing. And so far, the answer is, nah, he doesn't. He's done okay in recruiting. He's done good building these kids like personally and and working behind the scenes and and convincing them to come back and what they need to work on and all that. No question, he's done a great job there and far better than we've had in a long time there. But on the court, this team looks exactly like it has for the last decade. It just, I mean, it's it, it's garbage. It's garbage in key in key moments in tough situations. Tough situations, they're not tough enough for tough situations. All right. Well, on that uplifting note, we are going to end everyone as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's loss to Kansas. We'll point out some meaningful moments you might have missed. Go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You're listening to the assembly call. Stick with us. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is James Blackman Jr. I never miss an open three, and I never miss an episode of The Assembly Call. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and coach after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosier. Thank you, James. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. I'm Jared Morris here with Ryan Phillips and the coach, Brian Tonsoni. It is time now for today's meaningful moment that you might have missed. Meaningful moments that you might have missed. Brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience IU athletic events in person. For the first time, through the generosity of alumni and fans, to learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. I'll be curious to hear if you guys have a lot of moments. I've actually talked about a couple of the ones that I wanted to mention. You know, the first one that came to mind, again, was the very first first possession of the second half. I think Indiana defended on the first possession. And then going down on offense, Trace Jackson Davis just absolutely sprinted, ran his hardest down the court, was open. They didn't find him. But, you know, Coach, it was noticeable how hard he was running because we, we haven't seen that from him in a couple of games, honestly. And, again, this is where, you know, I wonder if he's dealing with something, if he's a little bit hobbled because we just haven't seen the bounce. We haven't seen the burst from him. And he's a fourth-year guy who I really want to give the benefit of the doubt to. But that difference between the way that he approached running the floor on that possession and the way that he approached it in the first half in transition and on offense – to me, it was just a big – it just highlighted the gap between where this team could play and where they were playing. And where they were playing was being 22 points worse than Kansas. Where you needed to play was that kind of effort, you know, on every single play. Uh, and Indiana didn't have it. Um, you know, the other one that, you know, that really jumped out, uh, again, you know, was that two-on-one fast break. It's 48-38. And it was interesting because the the, the possessions before – so you guys remember this at the 1630 mark, uh, Indiana was down 12, I think. And so Kansas missed a shot. Harris got the offensive rebound, the smallest guy on the court. So got the offensive rebound, missed this little bunny putback. Trace gets it, brings the ball up, uh, which was an adventure today. Uh, and on this particular time, he almost lost his dribble, you know, fought for it to his credit, was able to score. It was 48-38, but it was a really shaky little run that probably yeah. should have been a two-point advantage for Kansas. But anyway, it put us within 10, and it was like the one moment in this game where you kind of felt like, you know, my wife, uh, she works with this guy who's a big Kansas fan. He texted her, uh-oh, you know, and it's like, okay, maybe we can make a little run. Coming down on that two-on-one fast break, Jalen gets it up to scoop. He can't convert. Uh, and then Kansas goes down, they miss, get an offensive rebound, miss, get an offensive rebound, score, it's 50-38. Guys were they standing eventually, around on that offensive rebound, too, yep. by the way. They would eventually push it up. You know, they went on like a 6-8-0 run. It was similar. It felt like Arizona, where if they wanted to go on an 8-0 run, they could. Uh, and essentially, I mean, look, it, the, the game was over after the first four minutes, but that essentially ended the game uh, right there. You know, that was a, a place where Indiana had to capitalize, get it under 10, and they just weren't able to do it. And to Kansas's credit, you know, they took advantage of a lot of the mistakes Indiana was making. Coach, what moment stood out to you? Well, you know, after all the motion and being frustrated, I, I will talk. I thought, uh, going back to your talk about uh, the start of the second half, I thought that was how Indiana should have been playing defense. I thought for four or five minutes. Yeah. Uh, they, they really played locked in and, and were – 
you know, came out. I thought, okay, they made adjustments at halftime. They're, they're going to be in this ball game, and that only lasted though for for four or five minutes, which was. Uh, but those are things that need to be done for forty minutes of a game of this kind of of this caliber of game. And Indiana's just not doing it. So the questions have to be discovered. I did think at uh, there was a timeout early in the second half, uh, fifteen eighteen, where after the timeout. Uh, they ran a play which looked like it was designed for Miller Cop. At least he got a catch on yeah. the wing and took a three and missed it. So we know that there are plays to get shooters shots in the playbook. Uh, and, and I would encourage more of them uh, to, to help get TJD going. Again, I defended TJD. I have not been disappointed. I do think his back is, is bothering him. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem uh, with Trace Jackson Davis. Um, a couple jogs down defensively, I would like to see uh, a, a, that not happen. But uh, I, I thought that was good from Coach Woodson. And, and, and I, again, I think maybe I need to be a little patient in his second year. He's figuring out the differences between the NBA and college. But we just need more of that. Uh, what you see is an Arizona team that ran offense rather calm. Yes, they made mistakes. Today you saw Kansas turn the ball over a little bit, but they were calm in how they run the offense. All of our guys are all helter-skelter. And and frantic is a a great word uh, in Mm -hmm. in running their offense, and that led to the 23 turnovers, and that needs to be calmed down. But I think that play shows that there are some things in the arsenal, and maybe there are some discussions going on to maybe get some shooters some shots. I'd like to see it earlier in the game to try to relieve that double and triple team pressure on on TJD. And all of these things are fixable. You know, I know I said they got to prove it. Maybe they're one hit wonders. But if you fix all of these things, I do think Indiana can compete at a high level. But Indiana's margin for error is shrinking the more I watch them as far as. Uh, the talent level. I, I think they've got to block out better. They got to rebound. They, they've got to be a heck of a lot more fundamental, and that ultimately falls on the coaching staff. Yeah, here's the thing, coach. And, and as a coach, you know this: is, is you're down ten too early. R- slow down. That's the right. reaction. In slow, both games, they didn't slow down. Run a good possession. Get a bucket. You're not going to get nine points on one possession to take the lead. You need to chip away. You need to change the momentum. Run your best play get a bucket exactly that's what you have to do in that situation Indiana, you go into every game you should go into every game with two or three quick hitters that could get anybody a shot that could get anybody a shot yeah and not just the not just a post iso not just a middle ball screen you go to that uh play uh, and you it settles you down it gets you going um and i don't know that we do that ryan I, I think we just play Look, you're down 10 with a minute left. Go fast. You know, I mean, we, we know that. But early in the right. first half, at any point in the first half, you're down 10, 12, 15, whatever. Slow the hell down and get up. Unless you got a transition bucket, slow down, run good offense, get a basket, then get a stop. Then you come back, slow down, get a bucket. That's how you change momentum in games. That's how you silence a home, a ro- when you're on the road. That's how you silence the crowd. Is so here's something. Run- Deliberate yeah. offense and get a basket. You also Indiana string together does, stops and rebounds. And, and, well, that, and that's the thing. But you know, if you calm yourself on offense and you get a basket, that'll f- refocus your right. defense. Indiana does it both ways. Indiana is a very responsive team to what's going on on one end or the other, and has been for years. I mean, but under Mike Woodson, it's very evident that they lock in defensively when the offense is playing well. They do better in those situations. So you slow down, you get a basket and you start moving forward. Indiana doesn't do that. It didn't do it against Rutgers, didn't do it against uh, Arizona, didn't do it today. They just don't do that, and they go frantic. And what what sparks them offensively is when the other team starts missing shots and starts playing poorly. Then they come down, maybe get a transition basket or something, and then they start going on their runs. It is not solid offense that sparks them. That needs to change immediately. One of the things I might have missed, I'd, I'm not going to go back and watch this, but how are teams guarding our ball screens? Um, and, and right now, everything is so lane heavy. They're, they're sagging off on the post. They're triple teaming on the post catch. But I also think they're going over a lot of ball screens, which forces the guard to get into the lane where there are already guys sitting. And then they're really reading a lot of those passes were kickouts that were stolen or the post feeds. Kansas did a really good job of reading where the kickouts were coming going to be. Normally in a ball screen, what you like is to have someone hedge and then you pull two people back and now you got four on three. But no one's hedging on our guards, which means 
they're not going under and daring the three. They're forcing them to make decisions in the lane because there's four or five guys in the lane and there's two offensive guys in the lane. So they're really forcing our guards to go where our post players are. And it's just a, a, there has to be an answer. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to have it, but I do know that, man, everything is so lane heavy with our offense, guard lane heavy and post lane heavy. And these good coaches at Arizona and Kansas and Rutgers are just uh, taking advantage of, of there's not that third option maybe or, 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 or the adjustments being made after those t- – we are so heavily reliant on inside out. But that's something I might have missed too. I, I, I want to go watch and see how teams of this caliber, not the games we have coming up, of this caliber, how they're forcing our guards to take – well, today they were icing. I did write that down. They were icing the ball screen, which wouldn't even let us use it. Um, and, and they were forcing it to, to stay on one side. And our guards just didn't handle that very that very well. So I did I did see that on my notes, but um, it, it comes back to I think guys guard play, um, and that's again some of my defensive of Trace Jackson Davis. But if we can't execute and move the ball and, and get the ball to the people at the right time in the right spots, no offense, no sets, no magic playbook is going to get TJD thirty points a game uh, because of the heavy emphasis. Um, our guards have to play have to play better, and now we might be without X, which we need good X, uh, and we've had kind of average X at best, I think, recently. Yeah, no, yeah, no, Jalen. Hopefully, he's you know back and ready to go. He looked good. He was able to play thirty minutes. I mean, that might be the the best stat of the day, honestly, as we transition into inside the numbers. As Jalen Hutchinson played thirty minutes, um, you know, he'll now have well, shoot. I mean, you know, you would think that he would have time to rest in these games coming up, but now if X is out, you know, Jalen's going to have to carry a much heavier load because there is really, I mean, you know, Trey Galloway has shown in, you know, games against lesser competition, he can handle the ball for you a little bit more. So he may be able to handle some of that in these upcoming games. Um, we'll just have to wait and see uh, what the prognosis is for X. Let's talk about numbers, fellas. Uh, and this number, Ooh, so Evan Mia, to. do you guys follow Evan Mia, the analytics guy? Uh, he no. was tweeting out some keys to the game, um, and his key to the game for Indiana was block shots. If Indiana could get six or more block shots, Oops. they would win. They're like 20 and four or something in Mike Woodson's tenure. Uh, and so I tweeted him during the game, like, hey, we, you know, it's like the only thing that we're doing today is blocking a few shots, so this needs to come through. He sent me this tweet. Trace Jackson Davis had nine blocks in the last decade. No Big Ten player has ever lost a game when having at least nine blocks. In all power conference games, this has only happened once in the last 11 years. Record-setting team, this Indiana roster. You know, but the thing is about the blocks, Coach, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, credit to Trace, each of those individual blocks is a good play. You know, I mean, it's a play that requires effort and attention, so I take nothing away from him with the block shots. That's It's a terrific number. But part of the issue is you just had so many guys driving wherever they wanted to go. You know, there were a lot of opportunities for him to get blocks, and he took them. But, you know, Indiana's also giving up rebounds. And so it wasn't, you know, it was not, they were not block shots at the end of well-defended possessions, and Indiana got it and went the other way. It felt like some of those were just block shots, just desperately bailing Indiana out of a bad defensive possession. And that's not what you want them to be. I mean, this was really poor defense for Indiana overall as a team. Um, Trace was able to clean some of it up. Um, but you know, when you give up 84 points and, you know, 1.15 points per possession or whatever it was, you know, outside of traces block shots, there was nothing defensively really for Indiana to feel good about in this game. Now defense was really, has been really bad. Uh, now you had two really good offenses, so that's going to have some of the, uh, reason you have to credit Arizona and Kansas the last two, two days of being talented and, and, and making things happen. But the direct drives are the ones that bother me where the ball's passed to the wing and the closeout's so bad. Geronimo had one really oh, man. bad at the at the end. It, just a straight drive, and some of those were cleaned up. But some of that is by design. We've been talking about Indiana's in drop coverage with their, with their rim protection. Uh, so they don't want to go under a ball screen and give up a three. They don't want to trap and have to be in rotation. So they've picked that. And when you see Galloway getting hit a little bit when he's guarding the ball and then a guy turns the corner and goes right down the lane, it looks horrible. But they're really funneling him to the shot protection. That's why you get a lot of blocks from TJD. The problem is you there are a couple possessions where like three or four guys went to block the shot. And then that little guard gets an offensive rebound. Like 
this team was undisciplined on offense. It was undisciplined defensively. Played hard, but it was undisciplined. Three guys left their feet, and a point guard gets an offensive rebound and, and, a, and a basket, or it ended up being kicked out and they made a, a jumper or something. You only want one rim protector. You don't need two or three. Uh, a lot of guys were watching the drives, and then guys were open, losing uh, Grady Dick on, on threes because your eyes were on. That's just not good defense. Uh, and, and was it the atmosphere? Was it the fact that it, it's not emphasized enough? Uh, there has to be a major, major uh, investigation, thought process within the program of why the strength of this team defense just went away so fast in, in, away in, in the last games. two or three weeks. Yeah, I mean, in good games. Look. You know, there are things that we've said a lot on the show. Hey, Arizona's a really good offense. Kansas is a really good offense. And that is all true. And that is going to make things a little tougher for the defense. But we were supposed to be a great to potentially elite defense, which means we should be able to stand up to those offenses and not stop them all the time, but certainly look more potent than we have in these two games. You know, we've talked about, hey, you know, well, you know, against Arizona, they kept fighting, they made runs, and they came back, and credit for that. And that's true. But that's like the kind of stuff that you say about Northwestern when they're playing, you know, a tough road game against a top team. It's like, well, you know, you know, they're not going to compete for 40 minutes, but at least they were out there for 25. Here's these the are the kinds of things that just with the bar for where this team was, that stuff is just unacceptable. Here's the thing about the, that run thing. Well, they got down big and they brought it back close. It's like they get down big. Well, now the pressure's off because you're going to lose. So when the pressure's off, they play easier. And it's like this team needs to learn how to play well when the pressure is on. You know, when you are toe to toe with the team, yep. when you're even with the team, when it gets to 19, guess what? The other team's going to relax. It happens to everybody. You get up big and you relax. You see it happen in Indiana. They see now and it, get, it gets closer and then they wake up again. Like the other team relaxes. Indiana focuses because ah, there's no, there, you know, there's no stakes anymore. And then when it gets close again, they can't get over the hump because the other team locks back in. It's, Good. You know what I love today? Yeah. You, know, you know what I love today? I think Indiana was up, or I think Candace was up 22 at the time. I can't remember if it was first half or second half. Indiana went on a 5-0 run. It was two possessions. That's it. It was two possessions. Yeah. They made a three. They hit a, a two. You could tell Kansas was just, they didn't have quite the cruise same control. urgency. Just Bill Self control. called a timeout right away and put a yep. stop to that. Yep. Because he saw them relaxing. Yes. You know? And, and uh, uh, here's the thing. Here's my number. I, I'm, I, I, and this is just this kind of goes with what we're saying. When Indiana has lost this year, the three losses, they've gotten hammered in the paint. Today, they scored 24 points in the paint and Kansas scored 50. It was just I mean, they're just getting manhandled. And, you know, Woodson was supposed to, you know, and again, I'm not hard. I don't think Mike Woodson is a bad coach. I think he's not doing a great job right now in these big games. And this was supposed to be a team that was going to have NBA toughness. It was going to have a, a, a an advanced offense that was going to, you know, be able to out scheme other teams. And all that. we've seen none of that against good coaching, against good teams with good coaches. We've seen none of that, and it needs to be better. Like I'm sorry, you cannot be this soft and expect to win in the Big Ten. You said it earlier, Jared. This team has been under 500 in the Big Ten for a while. If you play like this you're going to be under 500 in the big 10. Like it's, they're just soft mentally and physically. And I think it was a geo Baker on a podcast said, Indiana is really soft. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. They got all these guys back. He's right. He's absolutely right. And he said, Indiana's I don't think most gonna... people actually disagreed with him. I mean, until proven well, otherwise, I understand know, I mean, like, why I, he says that based on his experience. And here's and here's I where it's a lot. I saw a lot of Indiana fans mad about that and ripping Geo Baker. And what Geo Baker said is Indiana is not going to punk anyone this year. They're not going to dominate and blow anyone off the court with toughness. And so far, he's right. North, they beat North Carolina, but North Carolina is in a really bad stretch of play. They didn't punk Xavier. That was a that, that was a coin flip game. Where are you get? Where are you gonna take pride and blow here's, somebody out? And yeah, here's where out. it shows up on on the defensive end. They don't engage first on nope. on the defense and take something away. They allow the post play at Arizona. Okay, make your move first, and then I'm going to play with energy. Uh, Race was bad at that against Arizona. Abalo would just cut across his face and then back him under the rim, and now there's nothing you can do against that size. So uh, defensively, we're allowing the action, and then all of a sudden, now we want to play hard or go block a shot. We don't rebound. We don't go find a body to rebound. The guards were bad again today blocking out, and that hurt 
and that's been a point of emphasis now for two or three weeks. The message is not being heard. Too many guys standing under the basket watching the the rebound. That's where the that's where it plays out in the X's and O's. Um, you everybody wants to win. Everyone's going to practice. Everyone's getting in their extra jumpers. There, there's no intentional not doing the right things. But in order to compete at the level that Indiana is supposed to compete at this year, you've got to be mentally and physically tough to do those little things and engage first defensively to know when to use a retreat dribble offensively and not just throw a, a crazy pass and turn it over and play helter-skelter, frantic. Uh, you have to be better, but that's that's the softness. Uh, it is just not paying attention to those details, it's playing with some poise. Poise. Mental have some poise. We'll end with this, segment two. Uh, Inside the Hall tweeted this out. I guess Mike Woodson on his uh, post-game comments to Don Fisher said, we just didn't compete. That's all I can say. Nope, not from the jump. I mean, what more sad commentary on this moment could there be? In Lawrence, Kansas, against Kansas, on national television, a huge opportunity Dick for yourselves in individually. The building, people. Dick Vitale is there. And that's the effort that you put out there, the performance and effort. Telling you, that's concerning. This has happened three times now, you know? I mean, it makes me question the spirit and the togetherness of this group. You know, Ryan, what you said about someone getting mad, someone doing something, saying something, showing some kind of anger. When pressure pressure comes, you revert back to your level of training. Yes. And the fear the fear right now is that the level of this team that's been there for two or three years is not playing well on the road, not paying attention to detail, very comfortable at home, winning some big games at home, Front but runs. being just slightly better than average. When you get punched in the face, you go back to your level of comfort and your level of training. This team has to find a higher level in order to compete. Yep. All right, coming up on the assembly call, we'll hand out our game balls and Hoosier Hustle Award, discuss a few lingering questions, and then we'll look ahead to what Indiana has coming up on the schedule. That is next on the assembly call. Stick with us. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, y'all? It's Devontae Green, giving you the green light to watch Assembly Call after every IU game. Just don't listen to their opinions about shot selection. Remember, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Devontae. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. Catch us live following every IU basketball game and every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. Make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. It's join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Jared Morris here with Coach Brian Tonsoni, Ryan Phillips. We are breaking down Indiana's dispiriting loss in Lawrence, Kansas today. Uh, It's time now for our Game Balls, presented by our friends at Bloom Environmental, where Allie and James and the crew help folks in southern and south-central Indiana maintain healthy air quality in their home or business. You can learn more at bloomenviro.com. When you mention this ad, you get 23% off all of their testing services, 23 in honor of TJD. So thank you to our friends at Bloom Enviro. 
Uh, okay. Where do you guys want to go for game ball? Do we give it to all the fans? By the way, on, on behalf of the fans, I want to say I saw several tweets from Kansas accounts before the game saying they have never seen this amount of road fans at a game as what they saw from Indiana. I give so much kudos to all of the Indiana fans who went to Las Vegas, who went to Lawrence, Kansas, coach you included, because it really makes a difference for the perception of the program, for you know how players feel supported to have you know not just fans who will hop on a post game show and you know be engaged on Twitter, but who actually go and who travel around the holidays and spend the money. Like it's not easy to do, and so I really you know because I wasn't able to do it for several different reasons, but I really want to commend everybody who went because showing that kind of support, actually being there. Unfortunately, you know, the efforts weren't rewarded with good play. Hopefully the experiences were good. But I just want to commend everybody who went. It really makes a difference. It's one of the special things about this program. Uh, and honestly, it was it's, it's probably the most important thing that happened today because there wasn't a whole lot on the court that happened. But, you know, seeing that Indiana fans, fans take this moment seriously and went there and made it special, that was at least encouraging. So, I don't know, game ball to the fans. Because who else no, I, I, game ball to? Well, I, I would say, I, I one, I don't like giving game balls in this situation, um, but I do give credit for Hood Shafino coming off of two weeks, 30 minutes off. I know he didn't shoot the ball well, but he had four assists, six rebounds, three steals, five of six free throws, two of five from three-point range. If there was someone, uh, I think he or Trace Jackson Davis, I think those two guys got to get one of the two. Uh, Trace maybe the other for block shots. Uh, I do think that... Uh, it's nice seeing Hood Shafino back out there again. I think the kid can play. Uh, he was very, very rusty, uh, obviously. Uh, that's why the, the turnovers. Um, but the kid can play basketball, and it's good to have him back. Uh, we're going to need him, depending on where X is with this injury. So, again, I, I would like to say in, in losses like this, not, no game balls. But my vote, if we are going to give one, is, is for Hood Shafino. Yeah, uh, to, to me, I would probably give Hood Shafino – the hustle i'm gonna i'm gonna go with trace i mean i've been critical of him and well, you know we, i think he's got a, my game ball jared i was skipping over oh, you okay. i'm going first and then i'm gonna <laughs> kick it over to you <laughs> you said fans i thought you were giving the game all the fans well not actually giving it they're oh, like okay, the, okay, i mean okay, we have to give it to somebody no right, but i do want to say i would give the game ball to trace you know because at the end of the day in a road environment just production matters and 13 boards six rebounds and nine blocks i mean it was an imperfect performance his energy, I still think, is a tone setter for this program and has to be better. But on a day when no one really stepped up, you know, he was the best player for Indiana today. Um, you know, Jalen, uh, you know, it was a good performance from him coming back, but the five turnovers, he was rusty. But playing 30 minutes after not having played, you know, that, that was impressive. So I'll probably save him for my Hoosier hustle. But I am going to give it to uh, to Trace, even though I have a lot of misgivings about some of the you know, some of the, the energy things that he brought to the table early in the game that have to be better. But, you know, everybody was kind of in that boat. I'm going over to you, board. Ryan. I'm going off the board and I'm I'm gonna compliment the officials today. And that's shocking. They only called twenty five fouls. Jeez, Pete, this day just got worse. <laughs> hey, you know what? They only called twenty five fouls. They let him play. I'm going they to get a beer. The yeah, officials. go ahead. Coach, you're out of here, man. I'll finish it off. But no, I I will say it was a well officiated game. They just let guys play. They didn't they didn't get involved. You know they didn't slow the game down. The game moved fast. I, I was impressed with the officiating today. They just kind of let it go. There wasn't a whole bunch of free game throws. Game ball to the officials. Okay, sky's you know, I'm falling. Not the, I'm not giving okay. the game ball, but you mentioned the fans. I'm going to mention the officials. I, hat tip to them for not getting in the way of a game that was on. We need to night. tighten the show, Ryan. Yeah, well, you're right. We do. I always complain about. Let's that. go. Uh, I, I don't know who I'm giving the game ball to. I was not prepared to give one today. Um, yeah, I, I don't really guess, want to give. I mean, I guess Trace because of the nine blocks. Congrats on the career high. Uh, pretty much everything else is in the toilet. But I, go ahead, buddy. Here, here's it's a game very ball. much an I guess Trace. Here's a game ball today. We're handing it to you deflated. All yes. right, there it is. <laughs> it don't bounce. Yeah. So we're gonna go. Okay, so Trace now leads with five and one deflated game ball for Kansas. <laughs> So we'll keep that in the notes. And also, we just need to make note here, the officials now have a third of a game ball. 
That's the only time I'm ever going to compliment college <laughs> basketball officials. So please mark this. Mark I need to get down. Gene Steratore's comments on, uh, on that. Um, okay. Next up, boy, this is going to be another one. That's not going to be a whole lot of fun. The Hoosier hustle award. We're congrats. We, now that we have sponsors, we are like contractually obligated to do these segments. So we might, we might have skipped them in previous years, but we're going to go with them. Here we go. Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Cheney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, visit EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Am I seeing this right, that the Colts are up 33 to nothing on the Vikings? What is going on? Minnesota playing like Indiana on an early weekend game. Gee whiz. Okay, well, at least Indianapolis sports fans have that going for them. Uh, Who's your hustle award? I didn't. You know, I didn't think there was a lot of hustle out there. I'm just going to give mine to Jalen for the fact that, you know, the guy who hasn't played in two and a half weeks played 30 minutes. Now, that was in part because X went out and he had to do that. You know, but I thought I I will say this. I thought there were times when he was the one guy that seemed to show a little bit of determination, um, you know, just in his movements and actions. And so it's 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 definitely kind of an I guess, uh, but I will give it to Jalen. Uh, coach, who gets? You I have to give away? mine to Trace because I I gave my um, game ball to Jalen, so I'll give my Hoosier hustle to Trace for block shots. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm solely going with Jalen because he played more minutes than everybody else. He had 30 <laughs> minutes coming off an injury, so there you go. You had to play more. You get it. He also yeah, was the I mean, worst on the team in plus minus at minus 21. So uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. I guess. Yeah, he had um, a good. He had a good stat line minus the shooting, six, minus the turnovers. That's why that stat but, is. Yeah, if I mean, you don't count just, shooting or turnovers, he, he was great. Like, I mean, when you play a lot of minutes hustled, in a game, when when your team gets their ass he kicked, play like the, no, he, he hustled getting I'm, three steals and the rebounds are hustle. Absolutely. from guard spot I, right I, so I you agree. can we can that's what i mean he was the one that. guy he was the one guy that i thought brought a little toughness brought a little yeah, a little fight to it a little he's got a little swagger to him he's yeah. just got to get back in game shape and and yeah i mean it wasn't a lot obviously but a little yeah. bit yeah rough you know lingering we'll question. Say this, hey, hey indiana had assists on more than half of its makes they just only made 20 shots so yeah. it's insane yeah, I mean lingering questions. Obviously, X. That's the biggest lingering question. Yeah, I'm going to be shocked if he is playing for. I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. It just didn't look good. Um, so it that's was a non-contact a thing too. Like no one fell on his ankle uh, on no. a loose. Well, guy, I thought someone maybe rolled his ankle or something, but, but it wasn't. He just stepped him from behind a little. Yeah, he twi- he did like it was a contact thing, but the guy didn't land on it. It was on just, the foot. Yeah, yeah. it the, maybe made the foot not, land awkward. And it was weird because he rolled the ankle in inst- or, or out instead of in. You know, you roll the ankle in, you know that's a sprained ankle. It rolled the other way out, and it looked like something snapped in there. I'm not again not speculating. That's just what it looked like, um, and yeah. it, it was immediate. And so that's not good. That's just not very much. I good. think even Woodson said something in the post game that yeah, it didn't look it good, look right? Good. Yeah. So, so that's hopefully he gets better because we're going to need him. I know. I'll say this, Coach, and then I'm going to have to roll off here because my son is okay. uh, is waking up. Um, I, the biggest lingering question, it's really it's something that, you know, our friends at Titus and Tate talked about on, you know, in their comments after the Arizona game. What is this team's identity? Yeah. What does this team want to be? Because right now, this team's identity is a, a bad one. I mean, right now, this team's identity is they don't show up for tough games on the road. And they're a team that can be buoyed by Assembly Hall, you know, to play well against a struggling team in North Carolina. And they did win at Xavier, but that again, that feels like ages ago. You know, so this team now is going to have to figure out with two games coming up against, you know, sub 200 competition and then a big break before the Iowa game. Seems got to figure out what it wants to be. And it needs to start with defense. Obviously, they've got, you know, some things they have to improve on offense as well, but they've got to get back to playing defense that gives them a chance to win these games. Has to start on that end. It has to. 
So that's my biggest lingering question is just what is this team's identity and, you know, what happened to the, you know, again, no one's going to look like they're having fun when you're getting your butt kicked, you know, so your body language isn't going to be as good, like all those things. But man, something just feels viscerally different now watching this team in these three games. Like there's just, there's a, a level of capitulation that I didn't expect, you know, where it's like, they're just, they're not. They're not prepared for these moments. A veteran and they're not team should really... not be like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I just had, you know, bad vibes. Back to that term again for, for, you know, for lack of a better way to describe it. But they've got to get that back, you know, because there's still, there's plenty of time in the season. I mean, a lot of teams, you know, struggle in November and December and get things turned around. This team did it last year. But boy, sitting here on December 17th in the immediate aftermath of this game, it's a. Uh, some bad vibes flowing around with the way that this team has approached these three uh, road opportunities. All right, that's my final thought. Coach, I'll turn it over to you. Let me go rescue my son from his crib. All righty, man. And uh, so, we'll see you guys all later. Here's what we have upcoming uh, next Tuesday, the December 20th, uh, a home game against Elon. We'll be on afterwards. Uh, then uh, uh, we have AC Radio on Thursday. And then Friday, December 23rd, we'll be playing uh, Kennesaw State. We'll be back on with the show. And then I believe there's a, a, a lot of time between that game and, and resuming Big Ten play. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back at some point prior to the uh, New Year's Eve with another uh, assembly call or radio. So um, last call. Um, before that, though, uh, you're listening to the IU uh, postgame show here on the assembly call. Remember to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. Uh, use the promo code HOME at checkout to get 15% off your first order. And now it is time for last call. Ryan, uh, your last thought. Yeah, just a really – I mean, we're kind of used to these games as a fan, sadly. We've gotten used to them over the years, but that's embarrassing for the players. And, and I, I would hope that when they watch this back, they get angry. And and Mike Woods and, and the coaching staff get angry and and realize that this is their fault. Like, you know, I mean, like, you know, they all are at fault for this and take some pride. You were preseason hyped to be a great team. You're either going to play like a great team or you're not. And over the last couple of weeks, they have not played like a great team. And it, the guys are talented. This roster is deep enough with talent to win. They've got veteran guys. They should have leadership. And it's just not showing up on the court. And, and that's that's a problem top to bottom. It's a problem with the coaching staff not getting guys ready to play. It's a problem with the players not having enough pride to fight back when they're punched in the mouth. Team punches you in the mouth. You punch back. You don't just take it and let them walk past you. Um, and so that's what we've seen the last couple of weeks. And it, and it hasn't been good. It has not been good. They're only, you know, they, they, they lost to Rutgers. They got you know manhandled at Rutgers. They, they beat a Nebraska team that's not very good. They got hammered by Arizona, got hammered by Kansas. Like, where are the positive signs? And and since that North Carolina game, where are the positive signs? They don't exist. And so Indiana may be without one of its seniors for an extended period of time with, with you know, Xavier Johnson's injury. They're going to need to find their heart at some point. You have to find your heart and your pride at some point and, and, and be hurt when a team is – punking you on national television you can't wilt you have to fight back and this team just isn't doing it and at some point you got to find your heart your pride your courage all of that like you know intangible stuff this team needs to find because the tangible is there they're talented enough to win um and when they're playing right they can hang with anybody in the country problem is those instances are few and far between and it needs to get better yeah, yeah. For me, just a huge disappointment in, in the fact that um, you just want people to compete. What Coach Woodson said, the team didn't compete, and so you know the players got to look at, at why they didn't uh, compete, and the coaching staff has to look. and And these things are fixable. And, and I try to remember again, they're two and two in these uh, non conference uh, games. Uh, it's not like they they've lost to a, a quad three or quad four for bracketology purposes, but. The style of play doesn't carry very well into a tough uh, Big Ten with outstanding coaches and outstanding personnel and venues that are just tough to play. Indiana has not demonstrated an ability to play away from home uh, at at a level. We, we thought it was different maybe with the win at Xavier, but it's turned out in, in these three uh, games 
Rutgers and, and then Arizona and now Kansas, that the level of play is just not acceptable. And, and it has to change, uh, and, and it has to change fast. And, and the positive is it can. Uh, it can, and it's still Indiana, and we'll still get enough wins. I still uh, believe this team has a, a lot of positives ahead of it, uh, but right now it is it is just simply disappointing, uh, and things uh, need to change. So um, that's going to do it for um, that's going to do it for our show uh, tonight. If you want to see us do the show live and be a part of the live chat, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash assemblycall.com. Don't forget to join assemblycall.com to join our newsletter. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for the music, and special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Designs for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week for the Elon game. And until then, take it from me, Juwan Morgan. Keep your elbows in, eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Whew. Well, that was a fun start to a Saturday, guys. Who's 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 up for something now? <laughs> wow, man that that was just boom, boom, knockout, knockout. The the yeah, the, just hard to find anything. Yeah, there's no positives from this. I mean, none, 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 none. But anyway. There's the rest of a Saturday. A lot of NFL action today. A lot of college bowl games today. A lot of college basketball. There's a good uh, Gonzaga-Alabama game going on right now. Um, last time, I, uh, Houston is up four on Virginia at halftime. Gonzaga was up six late under the three-minute mark uh, against Arizona. UCLA is playing tonight against uh, North Carolina, I think, is it? Or Kentucky in that Ohio State. They're Ohio State, North Carolina is on later tonight. So um, a lot of good sports action, a lot of time to go out to the mall and get your last Christmas shopping done. And always remember that uh, last is... Christmas shopping. We got, we got eight days, coach. I'm waiting until the end of the, I'm, I'm waiting until Christmas Eve. You get that done. Come on now. We, we celebrated our family Christmas before the games, luckily, because oh, okay. I'd have been in a really pissy mood if we would have started to do this right afterwards. Like I'd have been throwing the wrapper wrapping paper somewhere. And anyway, all right, yeah, you, I'm well, get you out Indiana, here. You're associated with Indiana. You wouldn't have been throwing it in the basket. You would have missed. <laughs> missed I'd have missed. Me. I'd have missed. Turned it over. Amy would have stolen it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great weekend. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.